Hello and welcome to the Franchise Growth Pod, a podcast created by the team here at AC Inc. and your resource for all things mindset, franchisee performance, profitability, leadership, marketing, pretty much everything you need to know to get to your next stage of growth. We like to think of this podcast as friends chatting franchising on a rooftop patio over a glass of wine or maybe a whiskey. So if you love action steps, genuine conversations, and growing your business, settle in and let's talk franchise growth. Hello, and welcome back to the Franchise Growth Pod. This is Belle, Director of Marketing at AC Inc. And I'm back with Director of PR, Jordan. How's it going, Jordan? Pretty stoked. A lot of coffee. Yeah. Ooh, we love a lot of coffee day. I am in a <laughs> bit of a different recording space today. Um, I am usually at my house, as you know, um, but I am in someone else's house because I had a bit of a fire alarm issue in my house. <laughs> um, so I do not have my normal coffee machine. And let me tell you, having your normal coffee go-to taken away, even just for a day, it is such a bummer. I mean, obviously you can survive, but like, it is such a bummer. It shifts the mood. <laughs> it's a routine, especially like the coffee. Like if you miss out on coffee, up is down, down is up. Two plus two equals fish. It doesn't make sense. Like you need the coffee. You need, and I, I totally agree. You need like your fun coffee routine that you love. Or even if you have like tea in the morning or lemon water, like people have whatever type of routine when it comes to drinks in the morning. Um, what is your coffee go-to? Cause you've like, you even owned a coffee shop before. Like you're a coffee guy. Yeah, you know the coffee shop. Wow, that was a lot of fun, uh, a lot of hours, a lot of stress. Um, and you were part coffee? of you were a part of a lot of people's morning coffee routine when you were doing oh, yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Especially when we first opened, it was like people just coming in and us just like our thing was roasting people when they came in, like they're just laying into them. Like someone would come in and they'd be like, "Can I get like a half calf soy latte?" extra foam while they're while they're steaming the milk i'm like rough day (laughs) oh my gosh what is that that movie that they say half calf and it's will ferrell have you seen that movie do you know what i'm talking about where he goes half calf i'm getting half calf and he's never had coffee before i think yeah okay drawing a blank completely but i do remember that scene okay i think it's so it's a will ferrell movie i'm pretty positive that scene is in Kicking and Screaming, the soccer movie that he's I in. And I loved that movie as a kid, but I remember him bringing up Half Calf. He's like, we're going to get a Half Calf. And he, that's just the first thing he hears at the coffee shop. And so he just goes <laughs> mad and he's like, that's what I'm going to get. Kicking and Screaming. I was right. Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. Oh, what a great movie. That was a good movie. I love a good like kids soccer movie, but Will Ferrell was great in that. Um, but sorry, back to your coffee, um, every morning. Cause I'm actually not sure. I don't think I've ever even like run to grab coffee for us in the morning. Like, I'm not sure what your go-to is. Honestly, it's coffee. Just any coffee. Just, no, no, just black coffee. Oh, really? Oh, fun. It's got more caffeine in it and it's way easier. Like, no, I live in Victoria. The amount of pretentious coffee drinkers in here. I'm not waiting for a latte. I'm not waiting. I'm not waiting for the guy in the, in the checkered t-shirt with the bad attitude and the nose ring to make me a 47 minute coffee, <laughs> get me and get me out. Good cup of coffee. That's it. That's so great. Who's the guy who at the coffee shop? <laughs> are, you a, are you a drip coffee guy or are you an Americano? I'll do drip coffee. Drip coffee. Nice. I've been really I'm, in yeah. drip lately as well. I have a, 
I have like a, an espresso machine at home. So I have Americanos like every morning. So when I go out, I actually kind of am in the mood for a drip every once in a while. So that's kind of my go-to when I'm out as well, but I take a little splash of cream. Easy. I also usually in my morning routine, I have my dog in my car and mm -hmm. he has separation anxiety. So I'm going to get my, my furniture, my car to shreds, but I leave him there for the length of a steam milk. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Oh my gosh. Actually speaking of Victoria, um, I won't say where this was because they are a lovely coffee shop, but I went to a coffee shop in Victoria once and my poor, my poor, um, boyfriend at the time, um, Josh, he tried to get like a pour over coffee. And if anyone doesn't know what that is, it's just like another fancy way of making coffee, but you pour hot water like over the coffee grinds and then it has to like drip down into the cup. So it's like this, it's actually is kind of trendy. It's kind of similar to a drip, except like more bougie. Um, Double 10 drip coffee. Yeah. And he is not a fancy coffee guy at all. Like not at all. He's like just plain drip little splash of cream like not at all doesn't need to be fancy but they didn't really have that there it was like kind of a fancy bougie spot so he's like i guess is it pour over kind of the same and they're like yeah it's kind of like it'll give you a very similar um coffee and it took like no joke when you said the 47 minute steamed milk coffee i was laughing because we literally waited there for like 17 minutes for them to make this coffee <laughs> And we were just trying to grab one and then go for a walk. Like we were not trying to hang out at the coffee shop and it was so brutal. You know what? When we got offline, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you who I think that is. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Um, we won't, we, we won't get into that gossip too much right now, but <laughs> that is very funny. Um, anyways, I do not, I'm trying to think of a fun segue between coffee and friend dev, but I don't have one. So no, that was it right there. That was the segue. I'm thinking of a segue. Boom. Enter segue. There enter, you go. Enter the chat. Entering the chat is Brandev Marketing. And specifically, so you and I obviously have um a background in PR marketing. You're a franchisee. Um, you've done a lot of community marketing. Um, you've owned several businesses in the past. Um, I'm a copywriter. Like we obviously love talking about all things marketing, but one thing you and I definitely do like to chat about, even offline, just kind of um, over a beer, hopefully, usually. <laughs> um, but uh, we definitely really like to get into some friend dev marketing strategies that apply to any brand, like across the spectrum. And there are several that really, really are like foundational when it comes to building out successful friend dev marketing, whether you're brand new and you're, you're just trying to award your first franchisee or um, you're a very established brand looking to kind of optimize different parts of your friend of marketing uh, for best results. So our first one, we're going to tackle, we have three that you and I are going to tackle today, Jord. Um, I'm not sure if I told you that, but I'm just going to throw them at you. So <laughs> get ready. <laughs> um, so the first one we're going to talk about is something you and I have had lots of good chats about, and we actually have helped um, several franchisors put these in place if they haven't had one before, which is a founder video. And I know that might sound simple to some of you who are more established brands, but we're going to get into a few things about the founder video, why it, um, why it matters so much, where you can leverage it. This is something that we have definitely seen um, people optimize kind of as they have one and they start to figure out where they can put it. Um, but let's start, Jordan, as a franchisee, so you're a business owner. Um, and as someone who's obviously invested um, into a franchise system, um, let's talk about the founder video and kind of what it does for the friend of marketing process. Like, why is it valuable um, and why is it so foundational as something that people need to see before they go, you know, invest into something um, that they're going to bring into their community? Because you want to see who, who the person is. 
Mm. You want to see, like, you, like, no matter how, if you zoom out far enough, it's a, it, it's, you're getting into business with someone, or even, you know, if you want to get as simple, simple as you can, you're buying something from somebody. And I know we talk about awarding franchises and that's what we do. But if you zoom out far enough, you're buying off something. And you kind of want to know what you're buying, who you're buying it from. Mm. And the founder video, any franchisee that's going to give you everything, every franchisee that's going to buy in and go all the way in, mm. you know, raving fan style, they're, they're going to look at that video and know right away that this is the person I want to do it with. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> you've done it right. I, I think that's so true. It, it's that it. connection point for sure. Totally. That's how it starts. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the emerging brands, that's that's very important, especially for an emerging brand. Like, you've got zero franchisees. You've got one franchisee. I want to know who the person is, you know, and that really helps with that and qualify that person to go a little step further. Yeah. For, the, for the larger brands still in that emerging space, you know, like anything, you can refine, you can cut down, you can shave, you can trim, but you're going to do stuff to help move the needle. And maybe you can't really put your pinpoint pinpoint exactly what was the needle. So you're going to change a lot of stuff. And one of those things is maybe incorporating a founding, a founder's video. If you haven't already, this is a whole other market that, of people that are going to want to look at it that maybe looked at it or stopped by before, mm-hmm. did that. Or people that were looking for something didn't get what the message they want. Well, now they can revisit that. Maybe there's other people getting more notoriety. It's the same thing. It's just at a broader scale. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's if, if you're not doing a founder's video, they'll tell them. Tell them why it's so important. <laughs> um, yeah, I think you've touched on a couple really key points that I wanted to highlight. And, and we'll get into a little bit of uh, things you can do and where you can put this video that is going to provide the most value. But the big thing that you highlighted is that trust building. So actually seeing the face behind the person who um, thought of this idea or thought of this business, um, thought of this business model, the person who you are, as you said, getting into business with. Um, especially in that emergence, emerging space. Um, but even still in that established space, we really see that mindset being um, one of the best for engaged, happy franchisees is feeling very connected um, to the vision, the mission for the business, to the emotion behind it, um, and to the people, right? So that trust building really does come from face-to-face interaction. And as much as, you know, when they get on this discovery day or the discovery calls, and they're really seeing you and talking to you, that's awesome. But to get them to that point, something like a vision, video of you talking about um, the mission for your business or what it's like to be a franchisee, but having the founder or the face of the business really speak to that um, is going to be really, really key for that trust building and for just getting um, engaged in the process, getting engaged in the business. And video is actually proving to do that across the across the board. So it doesn't even just have to do with social media anymore, like putting videos on social is good. And we've known that for years and years now. But it actually has to do a lot with website now and with your emails, like embedding video into emails has proven to be really, really valuable. Um, putting videos on the top of your website pages has been really valuable. So um, it really is proven over and over, like video content does have that edge over something like a photo and a quote or something like that, which still totally has its place. But I think that video and really seeing the person kind of talk about it and have that emotion behind it um, is really huge for the trust building um, and for the feeling connection um, as far as the human element of a business. When it comes, 
when it comes to the the kind of creating of that video, um, I know I can think of one right off the right off the bat about the uh, um, needing it to be perfect being a really big challenge when it comes to creating something like this or feeling like you need to be amazing on video um, being kind of a challenge. Um, the budget of having like someone really really professional come in and film a big. Um, fancy scripted video for you can also be really daunting. So there's definitely some challenges that come up um, when it comes to kind of helping get rid of a little bit of those roadblocks um, and building out a founder's video kind of at whatever stage of growth you're at. Um, what would you say um, just for someone who's maybe looking at some of those challenges and is going like, oh my gosh, this is way too daunting. Yeah. You know, it's the, you're right. It, it's too daunting. It's like, you know, I want to lose a hundred pounds. We didn't lose hundred pounds in the first week. You lost five, right? Mm -hmm. Like you got to start small, bite-sized pieces. I've no. seen what? No, no, go ahead. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, I have seen what, what works is talking about, and this is if, let's say you've got a few franchises talking about their success is not as your success, but just celebrating. Mm. That's the best foot in, I find. And if you don't have it, if you don't have franchisees, but talk about some wins that maybe your customers are having, mm -hmm. right? Like, like, I don't have any franchisees. Cool. Well, you must have a customer that you want to talk about or, or, or a vendor that's really helped you out or just like a thank you. like Or your, or your um, corporate location too, like celebrating cool. wins of the business in the community that already are existing um, is so big as well. I would also say you do not need to have fancy tech is the other thing. Like you really, really don't need to have a very fancy scripted video for it to create an impact. Like, I think that's a big thing that we hear a lot of people going, oh my gosh, well, I'm looking into videos and like, we were even just looking into some video partners and man, oh man, it does get up there. Like that budget is no joke when it comes and it, it deserves to be like the tech and the skills are are amazing, but I, you don't have to have that before you start putting together. Like I've seen awesome ones that are just filmed on iPhones, um, with like very, very little editing. Um, and yeah, they look amazing and they definitely do the exact same thing in terms of creating that connection point. And then you can invest into the, the higher quality video or the higher quality editing uh, when you're at that point, maybe when you've rewarded a few more. Um, or again, if you're an established system and you kind of want to do a new one, you could look at some other options. But creating that authentic connection does not take like fancy tech, at least from what I've seen. <laughs> oh, I think it's right. And I mean, you're, you're in social media more than I am. And, you know, Correct me if I'm wrong, but like TikTok changed the game. Like mm -hmm. you don't need the high production value. And what you're starting to realize is consumers of that content, their their nose for BS is more and more. That's they can so smell true. it away. So just getting on there and being real, that goes way further than people think. Yeah. And it also builds your confidence it's too. Like just being on video or being getting used to, you know, talking on your stories or something could be a really, really good um, way to get into feeling more confident. Um, but you're so right. Like people are feeling so much more doubtful of like really, really crazy high quality produced content um, because it just doesn't feel quite as genuine. And so that's why, again, having it be like scripted, you don't need to have it scripted. Um, I helped build out kind of like an outline once for a founder who was just looking for like key points to mention. But even that, like we did not have it be like a reading off of a a side thing because it, it really doesn't come off quite as genuine or, or authentic if you do it that way. Oh, you do find now too, especially, I mean, this goes... I don't want to segue too far out of the like, If you look at social media ads now, mm. there's less and less ads 
especially on TikTok, basically none, and more collaboration. So it's more authentic. There's a more real feel to it. Because yeah, I think it really depends on the platform for sure when it comes to the ad thing. But I but I even see on the alternative side of that, um, I'm actually not on TikTok. Don't tell anyone. Um, I'm not on it a lot. Um, but I am on lots of other platforms. And I do see like it really does depend on what platform you're on when it comes to how many ads you see. But what I have noticed is that a lot of platforms and a lot of even huge companies have started making very, very casual ads, like literally just taking a quick random photo, putting some text over top of it, even on Facebook, like the app itself. So it has like the Facebook text, like the Facebook font, um, quick little video, Facebook font, um, and then posting that as an ad, which is so different than the really, really high production value we used to see on ads and video um, on any social platform. Yeah, if the billion dollar companies start to get casual with the ads, it's mm -hmm. really speaking volumes to where the direction is. So, so as true. a founder, don't be afraid to make videos. And like, yeah, that emerging space, I mean, if, if you're any qualified, and when I mean qualified, I mean person who really wanted your system, uh, franchisee is looking out there for hours to find something. An ad won't do it, but if they find you on LinkedIn, they find you on Instagram and they see these videos, that's them qualifying you. That's like this, they're watching you, they're seeing, they're, 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 they're buying in. And so and if you have the content out there, and if it's raw and real, and I mean that, if don't, don't make it look real. If it's raw and real, buy it. Yeah, yeah. And they're definitely not um, going to judge you for like saying some ums or not having it perfectly um, edited with text over top or something like that. So definitely no. Sort of that. What? About being able to like stutter through it sometimes. Mm. And be yeah, unhappy, I, I think there's unhappy. a fine line, but like I definitely have seen some videos where I'm like, okay. It's like, <laughs> well, I mean, there's, there's a reason why you can take a second take. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, you're stumbling the whole way through. It's like, maybe I won't use this one. But looking, you know, I'm not saying you do it for the sake of, but just putting yourself out there and being vulnerable and even showing that you are goes miles with people these days. So valuable. Yeah. I want to dive into the second point because we've, so we've talked a little bit about the founder's video. I think that is very, very foundational and definitely like one of the first things to start tackling and one of the things to continually um, update as you award more franchises, as if you're an established brand and you have one, um, assess it. Does it still speak to the type of growth that you're looking to have? Does it still um, reflect your brand um, and your brand messaging well. So there's lots of things about that we've covered now. I want to do, this is going to be a little bit shorter because it's really just more of a quick point that is very AC uh, vibes, <laughs> but it's a very quick tip in terms of the website form um, that is the uh, initial connection point uh, with your leads on your franchise site or on your franchise page um, of your website. So um, I think we all know what I'm talking about, but I'll just say, so it, it's just the first time they reach out to you through your website. It's usually a form, um, usually ask a couple questions, they get, um, they submit it. And then it, that's their kind of initial connection point with you. And then from there, you often will send emails or book a call or whatever, but that's the form I'm talking about. And Jordan, go for it. I already know, you know, <laughs> um, what the tip is, but it's very quick. Uh, but I think this is so key, uh, to say. Shorter is better. Shorter is better. <laughs> better. You're not going to hear a lot of people better. say that, but shorter is better. You know, so I just, I've seen everything from short of blood type and firstborn ask. <laughs> on it's true. 
it just you're are we talking emerging? Are we talking established? What are we talking? We're talking both. We're talking both. Yeah, we're talking about forms. And this is also just to say um, the AC kind of mindset about the having a short um, initial call form um, or not even, sorry, initial call form, um, an initial reach out form. Um, just the, the whole mindset does apply to any stage of growth. And really, it's just the mindset of never um, pinch the funnel at the top. That's really like, and that applies to whether you have hundreds of units already or whether you're just starting out is to pinch the funnel like Maybe you have other things that pinch the funnel that are more about um, vetting or more about, um, you know, deciding if they're the right candidate, all those types of things. There are other ways to pinch it, but to pinch it right at the top by making that form crazy long, um, especially as an emerging brand, is such a way to get people to not want to reach out. That's where I was kind of going. Like, and I've seen, it's funny because I've seen, I don't know, you probably doubled what I've seen. I've seen like 300 forms on 300 mm -hmm. websites. And it's funny because I sometimes when I look at the more established brands and I see there is longer. I'm like, I get why they're asking for some of this because they, in a lot of ways, I'm not saying they don't have to, but they can get away with presenting less value to you because their proof is in the pudding. Mm. I've got 150 units. This is what I need you to fill out so that we can continue a conversation. But if you're an emerging brand and you're asking for net worth, can you get this type of liquidity? We need your credit check. What color are your eyes? If you're doing all those kinds of things, like, man, like, no, 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 no. You need to get them interested, bring them on, and then you need to start presenting your case in person on a Zoom call, phone call. We need to start and talking about what we're doing, how we're going to grow this company, creating that fund. I can tell you right now, Checking how much liquidity they have is is minuscule compared to the other things that you need to bring on board for an emerging brand. Like you need to make sure you bring on the right person, mm -hmm. and you need to you need to understand that you're trying. They understand and want to emulate what you're doing. So that form needs to just be enough to get the information you need to reach out and start having conversations. Yeah, and I think it's I think it often can feel. Like um, we forget sometimes what our end user, and this applies to consumer marketing, this applies to friend dev marketing, but we can forget what our end user is experiencing. So um, I just taught someone this term the other day, but UX is like user experience. And we sometimes can forget that when we're creating things like our website forms or our website pages in general or our social or whatever, but we can forget what stage we're actually reaching people. So um, it is very true that friend of leads today are very informed and they've done a lot of research and that's awesome. Um, so maybe you can ask for a little bit more than just name and email. Like maybe it could be a couple more questions than that. Um, like I have, I've seen a couple where it's like, where would you be looking to open this? Like, or where are you, you know, where are you located? Like a couple of things just to kind of get an idea. Of course, we're not saying that it has to just be like first name, email, that's it. <laughs> you could definitely get a spam <laughs> if you do that. But so it's not to say that it has to be like crazy short, but I think it's just forgetting sometimes that even if someone has done a ton of research into your brand, um, one of the things that they are probably going to do to uh, facilitate some of that research is reach out to you. So you're probably reaching people at a point where they're still looking for some information. They're looking to connect with a person there, maybe have a conversation, um, maybe go over what the funding or financing options look like with your specific brand or what the build out process like timeline looks like. So they are probably still doing a lot of that research. Um, so just remembering that, that we, we really we're not reaching someone where they're like, I've got all my 
details all figured out and here's all my, you know, funding stuff that I've got sorted. And I know that I want to invest with you. And now I'm going to fill in this two page form (laughs) with all this information and submit it. So it's not a like submitting to become a franchisee. It's them often just looking for a little bit more information or looking to connect with someone at your brand. So I think when we, you put that in your mind of like, that's often where you're like finding people and that's where they're hitting your website, that's where they're at. Um, it drastically changes what you want to gather from them in that very, very first touch point. Um, I think you're hundred percent on it. Yeah. Unpopular opinion, maybe, 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 maybe. Cause you know, I, how I feel about ads when it comes to a friend of uh, social ads, but to your point, if, if you're doing social media ads, for friend Ev, and someone clicks on that and goes to the next page. Hmm. Friend Ev, sorry, social media ads kind of show you what you think they want to know. So you're not going to have all that information right off the top of your head. So you're making them click on an ad and then they go there and it's like, that works, boom, 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 boom. No one's going to have that. Yeah. They're going to go off. And guess what you did? You just wasted a click. Yeah, that's actually so true. I hadn't even really thought you're right. We we don't really advocate a ton for the paid ads for franchising. Oftentimes we've been seeing some of our clients use paid ads for um, getting them more information. So uh, linking them to something that has a lot of details and then being like, hey, here's how you can get more information sent to your email. So just kind of trying to collect some information, see if people are interested in getting more um, data sent to them about the brand or about the opportunity, not as much of like a filling in the form and ready to book a call. Um, So we have seen those work okay on on different brands, depending on your audience, depending on your ad strategy. But you're right. Like I do remember when we were first starting out a few years ago, and we used to see quite a lot of that, like landing pages, including a lot of information to fill in on a form. And I'm like, I just saw you guys. Like I just saw this ad for one second. I do not want to hand over all this info and I might not even know it yet. I don't even have it. I didn't yeah. have it on. I looked up being a franchisee on Google. So two days later on my Instagram, I said, it's like, interested in becoming a franchisee? Yes, I am. Hey, what can I get for you? Some toenail clippings and a hair sample. Well, I'm out of here. And guess what? You just blew $3. Yeah, no, that's really, really true. That, yeah, I think that's a really good point. And it, it just really does adjust kind of how you think about um, your your first touch point and how you think about even your landing pages and website pages in general. Um, kind of related to this, this is our third one we're getting into here. Our third one, um, which is, again, our foundational friend of marketing um, strategies or friend of marketing must-haves. Um, the third one is what happens after they uh, make that touch point with you after they fill in that short, easy to easy to comprehend form from either an ad or um, from more likely they've been searching for franchise opportunities in their space or in your industry, or they know you um, through your network or they've been given a referral and they go and they fill in that touch point form. Now, the thing that is definitely a must have, um, which we've seen some amazing ones over the years, um, but still there's always room for optimization is a drip campaign. So getting emails out uh, that is sharing. I mean, lots of people have automated emails that go out like this, not saying that that is crazy or different, um, but it's having drip campaigns that share a ton of content. 
um, about your brand. So podcast interviews you've been on, blogs, um, information about funding and financing um, and what that looks like, validation from past franchisees or from um, your top validators, like just things that people are going to be wondering about as they're maybe starting to look into this or as they're even just passively opening some emails going, oh, this does look interesting. Um, but let's talk about that for a little bit because again, I think it's pretty normal to have an automated reply email, but to think about having a campaign set up that it doesn't have to be crazy long, could be like four or five emails, but that shares a ton of content. What have you seen kind of work with that really, really well? <laughs> how many how many franchisers do you think are listening going, awesome, I gotta make more content? Oh, <laughs> right. This <laughs> is so true. Um what have I seen work? Uh if we're looking, we're talking about friend dev and we're talking about email campaigns and I will defer to you for email campaigns because you're an absolute guru. At but it. in terms of like, I remember even at the retreat we did, um, we went through, um, we were talking a little bit about like how valuable, um, drip campaigns were in terms of the friend of process and just about instead of just immediately trying to get people on a call we talked a little bit about like sharing things like um i mean i just mentioned but like sharing some blog posts about maybe some things that um around education in your industry or starting a business in this space um sharing like features you've been in things like that um and really focusing on like educating and like sharing a lot because i think people are very hungry for that information when they're looking into a brand or making that touch point on your website um, cause people are they're educated consumers and they want the most information possible. <laughs> it's funny cause it's in a lot of ways, some of the stuff you can put in founder videos and content mm. that it's very similar to what you can put in these, right? Cause it's the same idea. You're kind of putting information out, out there for people to find, but now you've got their email. <laughs> so through yeah. their email, you know, um, that's actually that's very Was true. That? Like, well, it is actually very true. And you can, I mean, you can also share your founder video in some of those emails. That's also a great call. Um, but it is very true. Like a lot of what you're trying to highlight across any kind of content that you're putting out for marketing for, for friend of is very much highlighting the wins, highlighting the, um, what it's like to own a franchise. Like that's a huge one. Um, sometimes founders videos will touch on something like that. Like here's what our franchisees kind of do each day, or here's what, uh, what some of their big wins are. Like, I think a lot of people are just interested in that kind of information rather than just being like, you can make a lot of money and like, you will make an impact. I'm like, okay, but what does that mean? What is my life going to look like? What am I going to be contributing to? Like, let's get into a little bit more details, not just like, you should do this. It's super fun and great, you know? Yeah, right. Come be franchise. Yeah, I, <laughs> I guess, you know, it's one of the, uh, one of the things I know for a fact works, especially if you've, if you've gotten the information from, let's say you've got their email through that campaign. Maybe they missed your call. Maybe you haven't connected with them yet. Maybe they're just like, uh, I'm not interested. They went far enough to that point where they're at least a bit interested. Mm. And so kind of soothing that panic of being maybe a business owner. I mean, franchisees, in a lot of cases have the drive to be business owners. They, there's a lot of things that they have to drive up, but because you're a franchisee, because maybe you couldn't take that initial step. So maybe there's a bit of trepidation about residents. So to go on there and talk about the successes of your system in the most not braggadocious way, but just, just get out there and be like, hey, look at blah, blah, blah from here. Our franchisee just made a record of sale of this. This is what they're doing here. They've just got a local award for this. And this is how we help them, or this is what we're doing to help them. To share the success of that, I think eases a lot of people's hesitance when it comes to kind of jumping over that next line. I think, I think, because there is going to be hesitance where it's like, maybe this isn't for me. 
So yeah. when you see the franchisor is there holding the hand of the franchisee in many different ways, I think that that eases people's, I think it brings the heart rate down a bit. It really does. It really does. It's so true. Um, and I think that speaks to a big point as well in terms of um, feeling maybe like a lot of this is like bragging or sharing like a lot of information. And I think it it really does circle back to this is not, as you said, like selling. This is what the way to kind of think about this, especially when you are maybe a little bit nervous to kind of highlight all the things we do to support our franchisees. Like if that feels nerve wracking to you, or if you're like, that is going to come off super braggy and lame, like if that's your mindset when you're going into that, first of all, I very much get it because no one wants to be like, look at me, look at me. Like, um, especially when you're trying to genuinely help people, but it does go back to helping people. And I think having the mindset, I just had a, a call, a strategy call with um, a brand last week. And we had a big conversation about this mindset of thinking of um, thinking of anything where you're sharing content or sharing value or sharing information about your brand, whether that's the services you provide from a consumer side, or whether that's um, the franchise offering that you've created from the franchise side, thinking about it as there are certain people out there that have a certain problem or challenge. Um, and they, this solution that you've created is a solution. So you're not saying you have to do this solution. It might not fix everyone's problems or it might not solve everyone's challenges, but to think of it like that, like we are presenting this as a solution. And if, I, if we're going to present a solution, we need to show how it helps them, um, what it's going to do for their life, how it's going to impact their finances, how, and being honest, like even I've seen some drip campaigns where they talk a bit about how much work it is to own a franchise. So like kind of clay, they do some expectation setting, even in that uh, drip campaign about um, this is not you, you know, handing over some money, us partnering, and then us doing all the work and you just managing like this is you are becoming a business owner and we are going to do all of these things to support you. So it's, it was really talking about, um, like doing some expectation setting about what being a, a franchisee really means. Um, because I think some people, yeah, go into it and maybe don't always understand. So it was education. It was a little bit bragging because they do a lot of amazing support things, but it was sharing it because it's a solution. So if someone is struggling in the nine to five or they've always wanted to own their own business, but they just do not want to do all the hours of Google research and all that, they want to have someone help and give them a bit of an outline and make sure there's systems in place that work and they get a little bit of support in terms of culture building and all those things, like to have some support and have some um, help through the process, like if that's a, a key challenge, explain the solution. And I, I think it's just a good mindset to get in when you're feeling nervous about, as you said, like sharing all the things we do to support or sharing all the wins our franchisees have had. Um, cause that can be definitely a nerve wracking thing. Um, when it comes to friend F marketing, uh, with this type of stuff. Hang on. Hey. Woo. Um, well, I kind of took over that last one cause I am a bit oh, of a campaign. Let it ride. Let it ride. <laughs> Great. Uh, I do love chatting drip campaigns. So if anyone wants to nerd out with me, oh, come man. join the franchise marketing round table. Everybody wants to tag him. We can give another half hour with Bell. She's the Honestly. campaigns. Oh, and you know, great. you understand, you do understand the importance of con the right content out there. Like I'm not one who reads a lot of drip campaigns. Mm. Yeah, I'm a big email reader. I think that's part of part of why I like them so much. <laughs> um, that is really funny. Uh, I was thinking about that the other day with newsletters. Like some people are big newsletter fans. Other people are really not. I'm definitely a newsletter fan, which is why I like are you? 
them. Oh yeah. Not all of them. I mean, some of the letters are really bad, let's be real, but some of them are great. Anywho, that's getting off track. Jordan, I think we are going to finish up for today. We kind of touched on those, those again, three big friend of marketing foundations um, or must-haves. Um, is there anything else you want to add though before we finish up? I don't think so. We both didn't do it today. We did. We got pretty in depth, especially on that founders video one. There was a lot of good tips in there. Oh man, there's some yeah. hot takes on that one. Ooh, ooh, we love a hot take. Um hot. not as much as we love hot coffee, but you know. <laughs> Um, okay well we're going to finish up here today folks thank you so much uh, for listening to the franchise growth pod it really does make our day our community is growing on here Um, we get new listeners every week we're so stoked about it Um, and we just love sharing content um, all about franchisee support and growing your franchise system um, in an organic um, ethical and sustainable way so um, I will sign off here thank you so much Jordan for joining today always a pleasure being here with Belle always love talking to you don't see you enough always the best. Um, yeah, it is a good excuse for us to chat anyways. That's why we had such a big intro today. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Uh, and if anyone is looking to join the AC uh, roundtables, which we do talk about uh, constantly in the episodes, um, please do check out angelacote.com slash roundtables. Um, it is a free peer-to-peer collaborative problem-solving community that we uh, meets every single week. And we are actually, I think when this comes out, we will have just passed our three-year anniversary of the roundtables, which is very exciting. Um, and um, yeah, as I said, if you are an established or an emerging franchisor, um, you can just get in touch with us at the website I mentioned, and Jordan will reach out to you. Make sure you're on the right one. Um, make sure you have all your details sorted out and um, you can start attending weekly or whenever works for you. Um, so uh, I think that's it. Uh, Jordan, bye and go be awesome. Oh,